Welcome to Emerge Dynamics. Emerge Dynamics. The podcast for those who manage and invest in middle market private companies across the globe. globe. We're telling the stories of the unsung champions who take enormous risks every day to weave the fabric of our societies. Those who collectively, from the multi-trillion dollar largest market on the planet, we're diving into the dynamics of what makes some of them emerge from their peers and create incredible returns and impact on their communities. This is Emerge Dynamics. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Emerge Dynamics podcast. I am David Cusimano here again with Eric Wingerter. Hey, David. Eric, good it's good again. to be talking again. All right. Yes. Absolutely. We're not going to harken today, are we? No harkening. We're only no going to move forward right. this time. Right. Uh, <laughs> We're going to have a conversation about the future. <laughs> like we've said a few times, if you don't know why that's funny, you haven't listened to any of our recent episodes, and you should. But today, we've got a really important topic. And Eric, a lot of companies right now struggling, especially in certain industries, are struggling with sales. And they're baffled with how to get their sales up or back to where maybe they used to be. Because here we are recording in late 2023. Things seem to be slowing down in several industries. Whereas in 2022, it was almost a magic year where you just had to get out of bed and could make a sale. And so a good conversation about how to drive Salesforce effectiveness, I think, is warranted. Oh, absolutely. I know. And we talk a little bit from some of our own experiences and everything. But I think with that topic in mind, I think it's important that, one, we ensure that we are actually measuring certain things, whether mm-hmm. they be activities or results of activities. And quite frankly, it's both, if you will, because certain activities naturally correlate to an end yes. result which at the end of the day, we're talking about sales, right? So just as an example, with one of the companies I worked for, we were in pharmaceutical sales, and we found that there was a direct correlation between the number of calls per day that a Mm -hmm. salesperson would make and the net results of the revenues that were generated from those calls. I mean, these are calls on physicians for the most part. One thing that we were tracking were the number of calls per day, because we said there's a direct correlation. And yet there was a qualitative component to that, which was not every call is the same. So it's not about just checking the box. I made 10 calls today. Well, what was the quality of the call? So we had ways to measure the quality of the call as well. But that's an example of what I would call tracking lead indicators when it comes to sales, right. as opposed so to so much happens before the sale actually happens. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's just one example, and you know, I would emphasize that both the quantitative number and the qualitative aspect of that call was very important. And David, I know we've also spoken very often about ensuring that whatever we do it comes back to what is our real purpose for this business? And so I want to just make sure that I also emphasize that in doing what we were doing, we were tracking activities, if you will. We always put the additional qualitative spin on that, which was to remind ourselves that every one of those calls 
to a physician was associated with benefiting patient lives. That Absolutely. The more we helped physicians understand the benefits of our products to benefit patients, the more those products would then be prescribed for those patients and the patients, in essence, would live better quality of lives. And so I just wanted to make sure that we put that I do not like when we get wrapped around exclusively numbers and that we put the qualitative right, Go make a sale. Right. You know, get your numbers up. Right. Man, we can easily get to that frame of mind. I mean, my accountant brain naturally goes to, <laughs> you know, okay, X plus Y or X times Y, you know, that kind of stuff. But we've got to make sure that we keep those qualitative aspects throughout that system of tracking, if you will. And Eric, I think you just hearkened back to a previous episode. So we had. But folks, I think we should pause a sec to reflect on what Eric just said, because this is critically important, right? And it sounds maybe even corny a little bit, but it isn't. It's the difference between success and failure sometimes. It's like when we tell our salespeople, go make a call to sell more stuff, right? It's a completely different thing than go make a call to improve more patient lives, right? The purpose shows in everything you do in that call. You will be more successful in the call, but that's not why we do it. We don't do it so that we can make more money. We do it because we want to improve patient lives, right? And we improve patient lives, we become more successful. The the market rewards us for us, right? So absolutely. So critically important there. And and Eric's so true about so many times we can look and say, we need to get our numbers up, but there's so many things that had to happen in that sales cycle before the sale actually happened. And depending on what industry you're in, the sales cycle could be anywhere from minutes to years. And it's really, really important for us to drive that sales cycle and measure it all the way through and make sure the right people are doing the right things at the right times and for the right reasons. That's it. First step, if you will, of what are those activities that then eventually, whatever the cycle is, turn into revenues. But then I think there's also that bigger picture monitoring that I know you do a lot, David. We're monitoring now the results and how are we progressing against the given or projected result from those activities. So measuring the activities. Mm -hmm. But then also, okay, what are the results and how are we doing against those projected results? So maybe we could talk about that, both the leading now and switch gears to the end product. Absolutely. And I see a couple of, I guess, tiers here as far as how companies approach this, right? And maybe the weakest tier is measuring after the time period is over, right? You get your team together and you say, look, guys, last month sucked. And, you know, you didn't do a good, it's, it's all Monday morning quarterbacking, right? And telling everyone how bad they were doing, right? Now, that's better than not doing it at all. So certainly there's some value to that, but you're talking about a past time period that's almost over. And if you're like a lot of companies that aren't closing their books or looking at their numbers in a timely manner, you might be halfway into the next month telling people about how they did the month before, right? Nothing you can do about it at that point. All you can do is learn some lessons for the next month or the second half of the next month. The next level we see, Eric, which I think is where a lot of companies are, 
is, you know, how are we doing as a percent of our target? Right. Yeah. So we'll set a goal and let's just make up a number. A goal is we're going to sell a million dollars of widgets this month. We're recording in October, October 2023. The goal is a million dollars of widgets. And so we watch as the month goes by. We say, oh, we're 10% of the way to the goal. We're 50% of the way to the goal, right? So we're watching during the month and understanding how close we are to that goal. That's a much improved way to do things because now if you sense that you're not maybe on track to get on your goal, the month isn't over yet, right? You can still pull levers. And the whole idea is I don't want to have a bad month and scold you about it. I just want to have a good month. It's just like we talked about, well, when you're doing that, say, weekly basis, daily, whatever it may be, then you're also looking at that other data that we just talked about, like the number of calls and whatever. And we right. can say, well, hey, here's the problem. <laughs> We've only made X number of calls based on what we should have made. And so our end result is because of that or vice versa. Hey, we we made these extra calls. So we're ahead of target. So. Right. That could be good Hopefully or bad. That's story more we may, often. Yes. We may have a set number of calls that we can effectively make because of appointments and what have you. We may be well on our way, 50%, but we're only 25%. You get my point is that we're, yes. we're looking, you know, we're measuring one thing and then we're looking at back, okay, what could be causing this result at this point in the month. Absolutely. And before I go to the next tier, Eric, just to maybe uh, jump on a little bit about what you said there, one thing is how many calls did you make, right? And then there's deeper dynamics. How many follow-ups did you make, right? Hey, you called Mrs. Jones. You didn't call her back. She said she might be interested. Where's your follow-up, right? So all those things are things need to be measured there. And I'd say the next tier, which I think is even better than the one I described or you're watching during the month, is actually watching your progress during the month in comparison to how the month has elapsed, right? So if you're a business that sells things five days a week, then, you know, your typical month might have 20 to 22 days, depending on the weekends and the, the month, right? Days of selling, right? So you can watch every day. So what I recommend people do is actually calculate every day. What percent of the month have we finished? I think today, as we're recording this, I think we're 59% of the way through a month, right? So if you look and say, hey, we're 59% of the selling days through the month and we're 45% of the way to our target, we probably have a problem, right? If you're 59% of the way through the month and you're 63% of the way to your target, you're probably okay, right? So that's even a step further is keep tracking. That way, you know, every day, because Eric, like you and I said before we started recording this, saying I'm 20% of the way to my target is not that meaningful. It depends on what day of the month you're 20% of the way to your target. If it's day one and you're already 20%, you've got a big jump on the month. You're well ahead. Obviously, if it's the last week of the month, this is a disaster, right? So what day it is has so much to do with it. So we've got to really watch measuring that as well. And then one more dynamic we need to include in there, Eric, is not all months unfold linearly, right? For some companies, you may sell the same number of widgets every 
single day throughout the month. I'd imagine some retail companies, maybe a little bit more like that, but for companies where sales are driven by salespeople, especially commissioned to salespeople, somehow they get a little fire at the end of the month, right? And so the sales per day is usually higher at the end of the month than the beginning of the month. So you really want to look at what's that trajectory of the month? How am I flowing on that trajectory? You know, in the pharma business, it's very often because you could be making calls to physicians, but if you think about that, then that prescription has to flow through the system. We call it pull through. And so you've got individual pharmacies who are filling the prescriptions, have to order the product from a wholesaler. And at the end of the day, your ultimate sale might be to a wholesaler. And so those wholesalers might buy in a different time frame, if you will, throughout a month or throughout a quarter. And so those are all things that you have to take into consideration. What is the purchasing pattern uh, right. based on your particular product and service? And you might have multiple times. For some of our sales as a pharma company, some of those were directly through our own pharmacy. And so those were mm-hmm. immediate. Because the physician took the order, right. they went to the pharmacy, and we knew right away. So that was right away. But for the stuff that flowed through the secondary system, it was much different pattern. So all of that has to be taken into consideration. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, Eric, I guess some lessons learned here. What do we want to leave people with as we wrap this up? Every business is different. I think the importance is measure all of your pre-sales, your sales channel activities, your leading indicators. Make sure you're measuring those. Measure them and sales, not just after the month. Measure them during the month. Measure them and watch your progress during the month and map this out. Map out how you're doing. I'm working with one organization right now. We map out not only revenue, but also gross profit during the month. And we watch every single day of the month and we will actually visually map it out. So you can see a graph and the graph builds every day. Talking about tools, you can do this in Excel. That's the more common way. You can do this in some kind of data visualization package, things like Power BI, Domo. That's a nicer way to do it because it's already automatic. You just log in and see the progress. It connects to your ERP system, or you can do it in a notebook. The important thing is that you do it, right? That's important. And I think, Eric, before we wrap up here, let's talk about this, maybe go back to the importance yeah. that you said earlier yeah, I, about I right, the, the qualitative purpose. aspect would be all those quantitative things are very important, but I'm just a firm believer that we have to find mechanisms to tie those activities and those quantitative aspects of measures into the qualitative perspective and mindset of what this really means. Back to our organization, what's our real purpose in life, and whatever it is qualitatively that we do to make mm-hmm. sure that we're driving that home in everything that we do. I'm just a firm believer that that's what we've got to do. Otherwise, we're just getting wrapped around numbers. And I think we can lose sight of why we exist in the first place. Absolutely. So folks, we've said a lot of things here. So we hope we've said something that can help get you and your sales team moving if you're stuck, if you're on a plateau, if you needed something to go to the next level. There's a lot there that you can bring in and start putting into action at your business right away. So with that, we'll wrap. We'll see you next time. All right. Look forward to it. <laughs>